Hello, welcome back to the Flight of the Next podcast. We're here this morning with myself, I'm Jonathan, here in Rotorua. Uh, you can see there's Denise in the orange, repping her OSU, sorry, WNBL jersey. She's down there in Lake Taupo. And our good friend, Holly, um, half, well, yeah, half of the little corner of yellow. Um, yeah, half of the, the core group, you know, the, the, the instigators. Um, is over there in Sydney. So it's a little bit early in Sydney. So Holly's yeah, just kind of woken up not long ago. It's a little bit later here because we've got the time difference. So we're good to go. Um, question number one, Denise, how was your Nixmas? The Nixmas. Oh, Nixmas. Oh, we had a delightful time. Lots of lots of Kiwis hanging around. Um, you know, I really... Uh, Hustled to get my cards ready for um, Haley, Haley Davison and Manaya Elliott and wrote those out, bought those cards, wrote those out and gave them to you, Jonathan, who uh, was traveling down to the match. Cool. Holly, how was Christmas? Anything special? Family? Uh, not too bad. Went and um, spent Christmas with friends because I got to see family uh, on Tuesday in Brisbane. So that'd be good. And, and for the record... I'm only one small cog in the little corner of yellow because we're massive at the moment. <laughs> there was an interesting tweet that Holly put up the other night at the Sydney game, and literally the little corner of yellow was bigger than the Sydney home group. Um, the Cove. The Cove. There were more little corner of yellow supporters than there were Cove supporters at one point. So big ups to the little corner. <laughs> We've actually managed to do that. It seems to be like my favourite genre of tweet is mocking home actives because we've got more than them. For the men's games, we definitely don't have have more than um, Wanderers or Sydney FC, but both times this season for the women's game, we've had more. And I think that's disappointing. I think that the home active section should always have more people than the away fans. Um MacArthur is the men's team that does that. And, oh, boy, they were salty when when they saw that tweet. Because there were, like, there was, I counted there were 59 of us in the away area, and there were, like, 30 in the bullpen. And it's like, you guys, people should be able to do better than that. Like, I mean, we're, it's a travelling contingent. Like, it's, it's people who live here which isn't that many Knicks fans that live in Sydney. Like, sure, there's a few, but not as many as there should be fans of your own club. Mm. And then some travellers. Good on you, Holly. Oh, boy, I mean, the, that's... the bullpen were fucking salty when they saw that. <laughs> all that's all sorts of names. <laughs> I mean, supporters groups are really important, and it's great. Um, you guys are showing up, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a struggle for Jonathan and I, because I live in Topal and Jonathan lives in Rotorua and pff, it's a haul to make it to these matches. And at least Jonathan, you have a direct flight. I don't even have a direct flight. <laughs> it's either like seven hours in the car or, um, you know, two flights for me. So uh, I applaud you guys to show up and super jealous of uh, when I see you at the match blowing up she Polly. 
I mean, look, it's not actually that far for the New South Wales games for um, people who live in Sydney. The longest trip is Canberra, and I think that's three and a half hour drive. So that's easily doable in a day. I mean, it's it's distance wise, it's quite far because you just get on a motorway and it's not it's pretty straight. You know, you don't have to wind through every fifty kilometre an hour town. Mm-hmm. Um, on State Highway 1 or State Highway 2. So that definitely makes a difference. But everything for New South Wales and ACT is is just a, a an easy drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just meet Dean, get in Dean's car. Um, all the other things, like they're, they're max hour and a half. So it's um, definitely handy to be able to drive. So speaking of away support, I think I might have been the only person at the Knicks versus Newcastle Jets game that was actually supporting Newcastle. Well, one player from Newcastle. Um, there were so so our Christmas con, uh, consisted of driving basically near Wellington, me jumping on a train and going to that match, which was absolutely fantastic. Best start to Christmas. Um, and two and a half thousand people turned out for that match, which was really good because the Yellow Fever timed it. So they, they did their, their going around the pubs and then arrived in time for the women's game. So if they, and they they made a, a big racket. You know, the Yellow Fever were making some good noise. So, uh, you know, full credit to active support. Yeah, to do 12 pubs plus two games, <laughs> that's a lot because, <laughs> I mean, I assume they did it last year as well, but. I'm not sure whether that was a double header. I'm not sure. Um, kudos, kudos to everybody who made the two games and the twelve pubs. That's that's quite an achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Mark Redan's wife will be asking questions around why their credit cards maxed out <laughs> after he bought around for. You know what? It, he thought there was a few people in the pub and offered to buy the yellow fever some beers, and then more and more people turned up. <laughs> more and more people turned up, and eight hundred and fifty-six dollars later. Apparently, <laughs> he had to Mark. tell people. Apparently, he had to tell people that uh, they were only allowed to have beers. I mean, he gets paid enough that you can cop that, but it is pretty yeah. funny. Uh, if he didn't show up and buy us any beers, um, but that's all right. Chief got asked about buying beers, and he said no too. So you know, maybe Mark's not so bad. <laughs> anyway, onto the onto the actual football. So the first game was on the 23rd of December, and that was the Phoenix Woman versus Newcastle Jets. Phoenix Woman won the game 2-0, dominated the first half, and then the rain came down at about halftime, and then it was like watching slip and slide out there. Players were struggling to hold their feet, holding, yeah, struggling to keep on the ball. Um, it was a good win to the Knicks. Um, what, did, what did you both see? It was a relief to bounce back after the Adelaide loss. Um, it was the same kind of feeling after the men lost to the Jets and then bounced back with the, their win. No, it was the other way around. I'd, anyway, the men had a disappointing loss and then they bounced back um, and the women have managed to do the same thing, which looks um, and feels really, really, really good to see that there's like mental resilience um, in both of those teams. So, yeah, it was a relief to see that um, that come to pass. 
Denise? Yeah, they they started feeling like, you know, that sort of believe kind of feeling. I started really believing that they were a top tier team at that match. I'm like, wow, yeah, like these, they're in it to win it. You know, that it's not, you know, a, a few of you were like, ah, they'll be in the middle of the pack this year. And that's what we should, you know, kind of resign ourselves to. Um, by the way, I didn't say that. I said I didn't know <laughs> until I actually saw them. And when they hit that game, I was like, oh, my God, we could have a like a winner here, like a like a total winner. And I really I, um, you know, you start looking at the standings and the table and you're like, oh, this isn't just a fluke that they're just doing well right now. They are. There's momentum going. Hmm. And, um, you know, Merry Nixmas to us because Joseph, Isabel Cox came, you know, has a landed, came on in the second half and we were all like, yeah, let's see how she goes. You know, we don't want to, don't want to overplay our hand or overstate how good we think she is or isn't. And she's turned up to play. Like, she has turned up to play. Um, I, you know, I think she's either the second or third tallest player in the team because so, so Zoe McMeekin still is the tallest and probably always will be unless she switches to volleyball or some other sport. Um, but Joseph, Isabel Cox is right up there as far as height. Physically, she's like she's strong um, and she's confident, not not egotistical or, or selfish on the ball, but confident. Um, I did. There, were, there was one point, though, where I thought, oh, she should have laid that ball off. Like if she had laid it off, it could, that would have been a, a definite goal. We could have gone up. Yeah, you three know, nil. But hey, yeah, Mary to us. Yeah, I mean, she's coming off of um, University of North Carolina. We've talked about that before. It's it's one of the top. I mean, this year they they didn't do that well, but in general, they're top three programs in in the United States. And um, <clears throat> the college season ends and instead of just like twiddling your thumbs seeing how you're going to do in the college draft um some of these athletes um uh, madison haley i think did it last year just said i'm gone you know it's time for me to go be pro and i don't need this extra semester or whatever i'm in the middle of right now like i'm gone and um i'm gonna go show people how good i am by playing in the a-league and kudos to the Knicks for actually, like, picking her up. It's a smart career decision. Um, and there's obviously quite a few people who are, or if they're not getting a lot of game time at their current club, as are some of the rest of our Americans, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And we're glad to have them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once again, Mariana Speckmeyer in that, in that Newcastle game, she got that, yeah, Hope Breslin got the penalty, you know, won the penalty, and Speckmeyer just was so clean and putting it in yep. the net. She's all over the pitch. She's working hard. She's running hard. Um, she's class. Yeah, she's really good. However, she's missed a few key ones that have just, like, broken my heart because I feel like I'm her biggest fan. I'm like, yes, yes, let's keep going. So she was born in Miami. So she also is essentially American. She went to 
I want to say floor. Uh, I can't even remember now. Um, uh, I have to check that. But she, um, she's really good, <laughs> and she's she's just going around people and cutting through and making quality passes and shooting at the goal. And um, you know, there's been a few that she will, you know, have nightmares, but she seems to kind of shake it off quick. I don't know how to say it. She doesn't after she screws up. You know, like doesn't put it in. I mean, she doesn't get all drama queen. She's just like, huh, probably should have put that in. And then she just keeps going. And and that's actually how you want it to be. I mean, us fans can like get, you know, personally, you know, um, you know, wrapped up in this or that. But she just keeps going. You want keeps- an edit. You want people who can shake it off and, and yep. just go again. You know, that's the sign of a a good sports person that they can shake it off and go again. And I think where you see people getting frustrated um, tends to be the younger players because they lack that experience. Mm. Uh, so it is good that she shakes it off, but uh, we will, we can talk about that, that miss that uh, happened on Friday. Yeah. And I think um, what you just mentioned, Holly, that's the younger players. I think we saw that in the Adelaide match, we saw it in the second half oh, against the Newcastle match, and then we saw it again in the bit of the first half against the Sydney match. The younger players just mentally are just not quite there, and you know, giving away silly fouls, you know, like shirt tugs and and throwing the ball away and things like that. It's like, you know, they, there's a there's they're good players, but if to get to great, it, it, it's less around the foot skill and it's around that mental capability and that mental ability to really just stay in the game. And, you know, we've seen the Knicks go kind of, you know, this up and down wave. And when we're at the top of the wave, they're absolutely superb. And then when we come down to the bottom of the wave, it's like, oh, there goes a yellow card for nothing in particular. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, we won that game 2-0. It was oh, just a little little anecdote. So I messaged, because we were doing Christmas cards. So we did Christmas cards for the team. Um, Little Corner of Yellow were able to distribute theirs at the game. And Aussie and the rest of us did ours in Wellington. And I messaged Chico during the week. And I was like, hey, we're doing Christmas cards for all the the Knicks team. Would you mind if we write you one and one for your parents? She said, hey, it's cool. So So the Friday night before the game, I messaged Chico's mum. And I was like, hey, we've got, there's a Christmas card coming, but I'm going to do something else. Didn't say what the something else was. Get to the stadium. Teams are doing their warm-ups. They walk off the field. I'm like, right, now's the time. So I put the sign up, you know, Chico Club. And then um, the players are walking out and, you know, they're holding the kids' hands, walking across the field. I'm like, hey, Chico. She turns around. She's like, oh, my God, there's a sign. (laughs) (laughs) And then your mum messages me because she's seen it on TV going, oh, my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Um, So that was really cool. And then at the end of the game, met up with Brody. He's yeah one of our one of our contributors, and we went and stood in the the autograph pen and gave out the Christmas cards to the players. And the one player who was the most touched and blown away was Hayley Davison, who quite clearly said that there was you know it was her, she was away from family for Christmas, and so she really appreciated the thought that someone was saying, "Hey Hayley, we're thinking of you." So Merry Christmas. So kudos to you for that card, um, Denise. Yeah. When I mentioned you were from SoCal, that also made it. She was like, oh, a fellow American. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's leap forward a week. And then we have the Phoenix versus Sydney match, which was played two nights ago now, but, you know, two days ago. Um, and 
what were your thoughts on that one, Holly? Should we start with you or should we start with, yeah, let's go with you. It was a game that we could have gotten a point out of. Um, we weren't great for like long stretches of the game and um, Sydney got off a lot of shots, although most of them weren't on target. I, yeah, I, I really think we could have gotten a point out of that and um, there was one particular chance right at the end of the game where Spackmeyer had a free header and uh, it went over the bar, which was probably like the most like painful moment of the whole game because, um, you know, a, a striker should be doing better than better than that, but... It was. I mean, look, we had a really good crowd. Uh, we had pre-drinks before. We had um, the Frasers there. The Lakes were there. Uh, we ran into the, I think, the Elliots. Um, at the match, uh, there was a Speckmeyer crew there. Her sister was at the game. So there were, you know, quite a few family members and, and things like that, which was really, it was really nice uh, to go and, and to meet them or to see them again if we'd already met them, uh, that was really nice. So we actually had a good crowd, not as good as the crowd that showed up for the men's game, which is one of my bugbears, but we had a good crowd. We made lots of noise. One of the good things about having a small home active is that um, it's quite easy to be heard, um, not necessarily on the broadcast, because where they place the microphones um, might not be conducive to where we're actually sitting and making noise, but they can hear us, uh, and that does mean a lot to them. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit, I'm a bit frustrated that we we didn't get a point out of that. But look at Sydney FC, and it's away, um, and they're an excellent team, and they might not be far up on the table right now, but they do have games in hand. So. They're going to be contenders. They're always contenders. So that's that's a tough result. And we were lucky to get a win against them away earlier in the year. Like right at the beginning of the year, we were very lucky. Uh, so I, it kind of evened out, maybe. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just trying to make an excuse for, for that. We lost it. It is what it is. Denise. Oh, that Speckmeyer moment. You know, you you're taught to head it down, and so. Ugh. You know, like, head it down, because <laughs> it's just hard for the keeper to get it. The keeper's always like this, you know, up in the air. But if you head it down, you're not, you know, at least you're going to get a shot on goal with that. Um, it was a fun match. I, you know, I didn't I didn't hear the commentary. I had it near turned down. But just watching it, it, it seemed like a back and forth, exciting match to watch. So there was a... The Knicks were playing the small ball that they do, the high percentage sort of passing around, and and that has been a strategy that that really has worked for them this year. Um, kudos to the coach for implementing that. I think, you know, I think uh, the fewer turnovers, the better in this league, and and that's been good. It just. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the the defense. I think Michaela Foster did very well. Uh, Barry as well. Kiwi Mackenzie Maldini. Barry is always good. Jeez, she's always good. Um, Bex Lake. Um, of course, Haley Davidson went down with a 
I don't know if her nose is in one piece still. Um, and I think Zoe was a little, um, I don't want to say surprised to come in, but, you know, she had a big job with Sydney, probably one of the biggest jobs of the year um, with who they had coming in. Jonathan, you want to? Yeah, it was interesting what you're saying, um, Denise, around turnovers, because there was a number of times when Sydney were just playing counterattack. And when they got the clean, when they got the break, they were away down the field. And so Michaela Foster was doing a lot of work that in other matches she wouldn't do um, because Sydney were just, they were coming full. Clean. And, you know, when you, and so the return of Mackenzie Hawksby to Sydney FC, that was a different Sydney FC to the one that we've that's been playing the last in the last previous eight rounds. Like Mackenzie Hawksby come back, Princess Sabini suddenly found her boots. Like holy cow, she was amazing. Courtney Vine has gone from being yeah she was playing good football to to stepping up again. And so Mackenzie Hawksby. So our defenders did a fantastic job against what I think is, but I think between those three potentially the best front line outfit um apart from maybe melbourne city i think yeah they're they're on par with each other um but yeah mackenzie barry like wow michaela foster i mean yeah there are people saying oh you know um zoe you know the old social media because everyone everyone's a, um, an expert zoe mcmeekin should be on ahead of michaela foster it's like no actually michaela foster knows how to read vine she knows how to shut down that sydney offense she did it last year mcmeekin's fantastic she plays with a lot of energy but i she just not i don't think she's quite there with the smarts yet like foster has intuitively on how to read the game and how to shut it down um shut down those offensive plays but i'm really um, excited around Rebecca Lake I think in the game against Newcastle she she's got her and, and Mac Barry are becoming quite a tight two there and they're really working well together um, Kate in front of them you know there's a little triangle there and then Bex played well against Sydney too so yeah and just quietly and no, nothing against Hayley Davison but maybe she needs a break and you know maybe this whole nose thing could be a good thing if she sits down and the problem is I don't know that the Knicks have another specialist right back to slot in. Am I being too hard? I, I mean, Zoe can play uh, right or left back. That's for sure. I've, I've seen her play both. Um, the other sort of specialist right back we'd have is Mackenzie Barry, who we don't want to move. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I spoke to Hayley after the game and she seemed fine. Um, so... I think I think she'll be back. Hmm. Oh, just one one big talking point that we missed out of the Newcastle game, and that was Riley Foster collecting the goalpost with the back of her head. Uh, she went for the save. She went for the save to her right, landed on the ground. The ground was slippery. Normally, you'd stop if the grass was dry. She went into a slide and bang, collected the back of her head. So she had a week off. So Bree Edwards came in and played the Sydney game. We're not losing anything by having either of those keepers. They are both very, very good keepers. The only dilemma is, you know, have, playing playing in actual matches makes you sharper. And so I worry about Bree 
you know, just showing up as sharp as, you know, she she would in a normal, you know, if she's playing every week kind of situation. But she's hungry. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure she's not happy sitting the bench. <laughs> like if you know just knowing her confidence and and just knowing her vibe like she earned it last year and you know uh but she you know she's ready to play and um i don't know if she could have done anything about that goal um you know that went by her um i have to say i think zoe should have done better for that goal um 100% Zoe, agree. Zoe's like at least a head taller than Dos Santos. Dos Santos got in front of her and got a header away, and Zoe's just sort of behind her. And I, maybe it's an experience thing. And look, you know, no one's perfect, but I really feel like uh, Zoe could have done better for that. Could have defended yeah. that a lot better, especially with the height difference. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly where you would have wanted a Kate Taylor on the line. Or, you know, even Michaela Foster, you know, that's what Jonathan's saying is like someone like Michaela Foster, she knows how to position herself. She she reads the play and, you know, even Kate Taylor, you know, also is just so much better at reading plays and and getting the advanced positioning. She should have just. It was a little bit of a ball ball watching situation where she didn't really challenge her at the right angle she could have it is what it is everybody makes mistakes oh i mean this is this is football you know that's that's the point of the game is to like snag a goal any way you can um and yeah that was a tough one to watch because you're like oh you just move like six inches this way and you can like shut them down and you know they make sure they don't have the positioning but it's it's real time and it's real fast and all these things are happening and, you know, sh- yeah. I, um, another player who's coming to the fore is Emma Main, and she had some beautiful touches in that Sydney match. There was one in particular where she split two Sydney midfielders right down the middle. It was just like, wow, that is fantastic to watch. So kudos to Emma Main. Like she's, I think she's been, you know, I think having the imports and the internationals around lifts the level of, training and professionalism and other players that you know like emma and so on are learning from that going wow and so their game is you know game sees game she just feels aggressive you know the way she just kind of cuts through these lines and she dribbles through and and i'm like yes go 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 you know like she's just not just looking for the little dainty pass back you know it's like okay let's just take this thing and drive it and and see who commits and how we can pass right by them. I think that's kind of the idea between behind a small ball uh, because we're not playing only small balls. I kind of feel like we play short passes, play short passes, and then someone like Emma Main, Alyssa Wynnum notices the gap, and then they play that. Some of our three balls have been absolutely fantastic this year, whether we've scored from them or not. Um, so knowing when to suddenly switch and pick that pass, that long pass, um, I think I've enjoyed watching that, whatever the outcome of the actual play is. Interestingly, the other teams have picked up on how good Macy Fraser's through balls are, Yeah, where she was slicing and dicing through the midfield. Now the opposition, like, 
we're going to, you know, they they, re, they understand they need to mark her a lot tighter. So we're not seeing her get quite those same passes. But I think with Isabel Cox, she attracts attention, which makes space for those players to, to be doing, you know, to be making those runs, uh, you know, Macy and Alyssa and so on. You know, those smaller in stature players whose feature of their game is that clinical and that quality passing through the lines. So I think that's where Cox will, will come into her own. Um, yeah. Tell us about the players of the match for each each game that we decided. We got Spackmeyer for the first game. And mm. then it was really hard to choose um, the player of the match for Friday, we listed through so many people and then decided on Isabel Cox because when she came on, um, our attacking prowess just picked up and, and she did some amazing work. Uh, there was one time when she passed and she really should have shot, but that's, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, no, she she was a game changer, so it was good to see her. And literally, there was like just a little beam of light that separated Isabel Cox from Michaela Foster, because they were both fantastic. But Isabel, yeah, as you say, Holly, Isabel Cox's um, momentum and her just her assertiveness on, on the on the offense, yeah, really, just she was fantastic. There was one point where the ball, there was a defender chasing a ball that was going towards the goal line. And she managed to get, like, the wrong way around the defender and get to the ball first. It was just – it was great. Bex Lake was another person we were considering. Um, she also had, like, a really good game. But, yeah, they were just crowding people out. When Macy Fraser got the ball at the top of the box, there were three of them. Immediately there were three of them on her. So she just couldn't yep. shoot. She didn't She didn't have any room at all during that match. Um yeah, she she and there was just like giant people around her. I don't know. It just felt like she was this little person, and there were these big people who were like, ah, "I'm gonna get the ball." And I think, but I mean, and I think that's maybe something that um, the Knicks need to think about. Yeah, and that's why having Isabel Cox come in is so good because she brings height. Because yeah, like Macy Fraser, Mickey Robertson, um. Annalie Longo, maybe not so much, but they're all their height. And this is something that the Knicks struggled with the last couple of years. We didn't have the height. We were always out-heighted by the teams. But this year, we've got a lot more height and we're there. But, um, yeah. I was surprised when I met Macy. I was like, man, she's short. Like, she is small. But, man, can she play football. So, yeah. 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 I mean, anyway, they- yeah, yep. I mean, height is not everything, but it does help um, sometimes, for sure. Yeah. All so right. Girls, yeah, so the girls have a few – well, sorry, the women have a few days off. They currently got their feet up. Yesterday they were at Bondi Beach, um, so they're hanging out. They played Brisbane on the 7th in Brisbane. I. What are your predictions? What are you thinking? I'm going to go. Uh, so who knows? Um, we can beat Brisbane, this is, but we've been struggling on the road. We've had one win on the road, and everything else has been a loss. Um, the Sydney FC game, that one maybe you can chalk up to just it's Sydney FC. 
But the Adelaide loss was disappointing. I felt like we should have been able to get points against Mariners, um, especially because we had recently beaten them in the friendly as much as that's worth. I think we should be beating Brisbane. We beat them last time, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's again, it's travelling. Again, it'll be hot in Brisbane and humid compared to New Zealand, but we should be beating them. It's a bit like the Adelaide game. We kind of think you can look at the table and look at their recent run of form and go, this will be, this should be a mix. And then it's like, don't say it. Don't We're going to lose 10 nil. Okay, that's it. That, I'm going to unjinx it by saying... We're going to lose 10 nil. We're going to um, set the – actually, I don't think that is – there was a lot of talk about records, uh, record score lines after in the men, City absolutely thrashed Brisbane 8-1, um, which I think was the record uh, or equal record for the men's competition. I think the women's competition has some higher score lines than that. But, yeah, okay, we're going to set a new record score line by losing to Brisbane. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Okay, let's put that in the bank. <laughs> That's crazy psychology, Ollie. All right, so yeah, let's win. Let's beat Brisbane. Um, yeah. Any let's, changes let's... to the starting lineup? So Foster came over. We, she was somebody who came by as well, uh, Riley Foster, and we also said hi to Tiana Javer. So they both uh, they both travelled. Uh, which was good. So I'm assuming the idea is that she will be, she'll be back. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you think we'll see the start of Isabel Cox? Yeah, I'd hope so. I hope so too. And it's no offense to anyone on the team, but she, her ability is just better. It's, it's just better, you know, and, you know, Breslin started with a hiss and a roar, and she's kind of, yeah, she's okay. She's playing football. You know, and Manaya Elliott, who's only 18, started really well. But, you know, it's a long season of professional football. And I just, for me, I just think we need someone of, of Isabel's capability and professionalism to come in and set the tone from the kickoff to the end of the match and just hold everyone accountable to that. Because because Flea can't do that on her own in the midfield. I'm so, I'm still a hope believer. Um, I I I think she, um, I think she is aggressive and has a winning mentality, and that's not to un, under be underestimated. I think Kiwis need to learn a little bit more from this gritty style. Um, you know, even though it it can, <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. Let's just say that. Um, well, so, what was interesting is like when we when we did play, oh, it was a couple of weeks ago, and and Temple put you know Macy Fraser up in a false nine position, which left Speckmeyer and Breslin wide on the wings to get more ball and to be more creative in their play, you know, and then Foster was moved up to the midfield. But maybe that's what we need to see a little bit. I think if we can do that and be a little bit more creative in our positioning and and who's playing where to release them, that would be great. I think Hope does have a lot of yeah, you know, she's a good footballer, but I, I just don't know that she's getting the the delivery that she that she needs or this I don't know. I mean it's a twenty two game season now plus finals. So 
people are going to come on and off the boil mm. for different reasons. Um, I think it's – I mean, look, I there's some players we haven't seen, but I, we don't have any, like, bad players, right? Like, so we've got people we can bring on, and um, even if mm-hmm. their form isn't, like, fantastic at that moment, they're, they're still good players, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Which is a yeah. big, which is yeah, yeah. We can go, in, we can go into every game somewhat confident that we will at least get a draw. And like that's kind of our our minimum. It's like we go, we can at least get a draw. Let's win this thing. Yeah. And Temple came out. Paul Temple, coach, came out on Instagram. And he was like, "This is a results based. This is a results based industry. This is a results based thing. We need to get results, and we have to start putting these away." So he's. He's firing up for that, which is fantastic to see, and hopefully that, um, you know, is contagious amongst everyone. Yeah, we just got to do something about our away form. <laughs> Be careful! Don't don't get too much sunburn, Wellington Phoenix. <laughs> Ten yeah. mil Brisbane, you heard it here first. Ten mil <laughs> Look, I mean, we're still so, third on the table. This you know? is it. This is it. Like it's like you, like you can't be like because we're doing so bloody well. It's like this is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One nil lost to sit. Look. Um. So I I use uh, an app called Footballogy, which you can track the games you went to. Um. And I'm gonna get to 70 games this season. Um. Across the pro and semi pro levels, which I'm very proud of. But anyway, uh, it brings up memories. And uh, 12 months ago, we played Sydney FC. Um, technically at home. It was two years ago. It was in Wollongong and we lost 5-0. Mm. And yesterday yeah. we lost 1-0 and, and mm. could have potentially come away with some points or a point. Uh, we beat them earlier in the um, the year, although that was maybe a bit of a fluke that we did manage that. The, the football gods had smiled upon us. But, um, you know, that's a lot of progress. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, this is a this is a team of uh, that can win. Yeah. So just quickly um, looking around the rest of the league, I, just a couple of things that we need to be aware of. The victory got Chidiak back, so Alex Chidiak is back at the victory, which means that everyone needs to keep an eye on the victory because they've been pretty haphazard without her, and who knows how that's going to go. Um, Newcastle Jets are tracking okay. The dark horse I think we need to watch out for is the Wanderers. Wanderers won last night. They beat Western United in a very classy game. And Wanderers are looking good. Like, Wanderers just... They beat Victory. Even when Chidiak came on for the last, I don't know, half an hour or something, 20 minutes. No, they beat Victory. So, yeah, Wanderers have, like, suddenly picked up after a pretty shocking start. Mm. Uh, I think that they they need to be on people's radar because Wanderers could... They could be top, at least top six, if not top four at the end of the season, possibly, depending on how their form goes. Um, Canberra beat United, Western United. That was the other match. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye out for the Wanderers. They could be a, an interesting thing. So, Holly, you're going to the next game in Brisbane. Denise, you're going to be tuning in? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> funny story 
um, David Dome tweeted that he missed the, the Phoenix matches because his internet provider wasn't working. He's only missed three games in 12 years, and that was this was the Brisbane, sorry, the Sydney games, one of them. And the reason was because he was with the opposition to the the his his internet provider is not the one that sponsors the mix. <laughs> Just say I won't say who the other company is, but he's oh. not with Spark. So there you go. He was mad, like he was really mad on Twitter. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Um. Well, I I have I have two degrees, and sh- I should try and have Spark, but I have two degrees, and. Um, you know, I always I always blame them, you know, for for a bad, you know, it gets chunky in the like the 80th minute for me, 70th, 80th minute. And then I realized, actually, it's my computer hooking up to the TV that it's like it's RAM or something. It's just like overheating from a, you know, bad fan. And and I, I I would like to blame my service provider, but nine times out of ten, it's actually my computer. So it's the thirty first of December. Tomorrow is New Year's. What's your what is your Wellington Phoenix New Year's resolution? What's your wish for this year? Let's start with oh, I'll go first. So my my New Year's wish for the Phoenix is that the men make the grand final. And that the woman finished third on, stay where we are and finish third on the table. No, that's a wish. Second, let's finish second on the table. Men to finish first, women to finish second. Remember, we'll jinx it. Oh, sorry, sorry. The woman will get the wooden spoon and the men will get the wooden spoon, which actually, to be fair, is what some, some people were predicting at the beginning of the season for those teams anyway. So, yes, uh, anti-jinx, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's kind of like the most Kiwi thing ever is to say, like, the most horrible thing that can happen to the team so that, you know, it's all relatively better. Um, my Nixmas would be to show up to more matches. You know, all the matches left are in the, the you know, the smaller venue. And to make some noise and so that they can feel it more on the pitch. Sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh. And, and so to be on top of the action and, and to see it all um, is, is and with, with, with lots and lots of friends. And to convert many more people, especially now that they're winning, to um, watching these matches. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's our New Year's wish that. The Knicks do well, the Knicks don't do well, but overall <laughs> we just get a whole lot more people excited and turning up and making noise uh, because that's ultimately what counts. So thank you for joining us through this year. We'll start again 2024, so we're, we're nine rounds through. So there's another oh, 13 rounds of football to go um, for the Knicks. Um, so we'll be here till May because that's when the finals are. So Stay tuned, like and subscribe. You know where we are. We're on all the socials. And um, have a fantastic and happy new year.